0: Fun Parts is a show about, well, all our fun parts, but just a heads up that we'll be speaking pretty frankly about bodies, sexuality, spirituality, faith, and a host of other related topics. This episode includes references to sexual abuse and trauma, which may be difficult or triggering for some listeners. Also, you might not want to listen with your kids around. Finally, you can join the discussion on our Instagram page at Podcast. I volunteer to not start this conversation,
1: <laughs> well, should we flip a coin?
0: We shouldn't not like, <laughs> y'all can
1: I mean, Becky, you just said, can we talk about something fun? Let's do let's talk about something fun. So I throw out there let's talk about orgasm. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I think it's fun.
0: (laughs) Luke? Man in the board over here. (laughs) (laughs) How those levels. (laughs) I don't even know why. It's like, I just don't, I don't know what there is to say. What is there to (laughs) say?
1: I I think we're about to find out.
0: (laughs) Like it or not. Can we talk about consent here real quick? (laughs) Yeah, we can
1: talk about consent.
0: From Milieu Media Group, this is Fun Parts. An exploration of sexuality and spirituality. For anyone who's curious or convinced, there must be more. With your hosts, Becky Patton, Latifa Alitas, Ashley Lusink, Steve Weins, and me, Luke Bronner. Fun bars!
2: I want Becky to give some cool stat like, when a human being has an orgasm, it's like 14 billion light rays rush into their <laughs> bloodstream... <laughs> It's like they have eight gallons of joy juice <laughs> running through thick.
3: Joy juice. And That's the new joy jingle. are jumping out the I
2: window. I would end. rather it not be. For один. every orgasm you have,
0: your life expands by one year. You know, like, like <laughs> that something like that. Would be awesome. well, let's see if I told you that the way that I was first introduced to you was the video for your song, Joy. Joy. <laughs> I would rather just like
3: kind <welcoming>. of <laughs> <laughs> keep that. Yeah, let's not. But there is this really great, Netflix That's has a special, funny. Explained, that whole series. Yeah. Yes. And they have one on sex. And it's like kind of like a mini series where they kind of go into five different episodes of different things. And there is one on the female orgasm. Yes. And it's like 20 minutes. The whole. The, the orgasm? No, <laughs> <and it's> just, <laughs> I just realized how oh, that was going to say it. Okay. The episode is it's, 20, it's 20 minutes. minutes. 20 minutes. But it's such, and I would just say in general, check that out. The whole series yeah. is really good. Series. Really good. They kind of go around and interview different people. And they talk about how they would describe their orgasm. And it was just like a purple waterfall or these, <laughs> like these things And I was like – and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't think I've ever put language to what my body experiences. And then to hear, like, it kind of – it was this little, like, ping moment of, like, oh, well, of course everyone's going to experience it differently. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was, like, this interesting moment of – so joy, juice, and unicorns could but be part of it. But I still don't have language for it, but <laughs> – well, I well, think why that you
2: there's- just added to my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, i to let's talk about orgasms overall, and then let's talk specifically about female orgasms because yes. I think there's a lot of struggle there, and it's mm. a really good conversation to have, and we can have it in a positive way. So, orgasm in and of itself is just the body having an involuntary muscular response to pleasure. So it's mm. like the a woman's clitoris has about 8,000 nerve endings, but the woman's clitoris also has about 18 different parts. So it's instead of it being a spot, it's a region. For men, their penis is power-packed with pleasure nerve endings on their penis, but it's actually only half the number of nerve endings that a woman has yeah. in her clitoris. Wow. And I'm talking about the clitoris here, not the vulva, and that's a big distinction. So orgasm is this beautiful thing where it can be a wave. I've heard people say, oh, it's like this wave. Mm -hmm. It's like a building up of tension and then this release. And I think that's common for both men and women, this building up, this building towards, you're going towards something and then there's this ah moment. We are not talking about the vulva, which I think is a really important piece because the vulva is up inside of a woman and it doesn't have as many nerve endings in it. And that's we're thankful for that because that's the, also the birth canal. Isn't the vulva the extra in the
3: vagina is the inter- – we have it named right, wrong?
1: Right, 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 right. We do have that named wrong. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there's no reason – the vulva, we wouldn't have as many nerve endings in the vulva and the vagina because of the fact there is another process yeah. that goes yeah. with that. But yeah. the G-spot is up in there. The G-spot is up in there. And the G-spot is one of those things that's been so misunderstood for so long. And because it's a muscle, because we just haven't studied it much. But the G-spot is a part of the clitoral. Oh, It's now being named. I mean, that's just recent. I just read that like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It is now being named as a part of. And so the number of parts of the clitoris, it's an incredibly complicated system. But that system has nothing whatsoever to do with any other body function other than just pleasure. So the G-spot is really real for some women. Some women have it. It can be larger in some women. It can be less in other women. But So it's really hard a lot of times when you think about all the nerve endings for the man, the penis, are on the exterior of the penis. And so it feels really good for a man. It may not feel as good for a woman, the entry of the penis. And if there's any pain there, pain normally makes the body Shut down. Shut down clench. and or clench. And so it's harder to get the blood flow to that region. So an orgasm is about really letting blood flow be totally in the regions that are our pleasure zones. Mm. And for women, it can take, on average, it's about 20 minutes for all of those different 18 parts to kind get get of get blood. Yeah. And so I think there's something about a slowing down a process for when you're engaged in that, and it's just, it's something to notice. So in an orgasm, if it's going to build, it needs time to have the energy, the flow in that region so it can actually do what it needs to do, so it, the body can do what it needs to do. But there again, I want to say that the brain is our biggest sex organ, and it's not our physical intimate parts that create our arousal. I mean, you can stimulate that to get to ejaculation or to orgasm, but it's connection body wise that allows that orgasm to go Mm. all the way through the body. And in this book, this is what I was going. I wanted, this is one of the things I wanted to say. They're starting to do studies on transgender now, which it's kind of like when men are transitioning to women. And one of the things that she mentions in here is this woman was a man went through the transition became a woman transgender and basically said my orgasm now feels like it's a whole body experience mm. versus a regional experience that is
4: amazing
1: isn't that interesting yeah, it's cool and i'm a woman so i have yeah, the whole, body, I have the whole experience. body experience too and yeah. i'm like oh you guys only have a region i didn't know that yeah. i mean that was is not language i would have put around that So I wanted to throw that out there because orgasm, I think, is different for men than it is for women, and it also releases different chemicals in our body. Hmm.
4: I have heard from a friend of mine who does a sense of reading that the G-spot region can actually move or shift inside a woman's body, and so it's about continual listening and discovery if you're going for the internal Mm G-spot orgasm. And then one I want to know what you think about that too, too. I have one more thing is when we're talking about like the 20 minutes of blood flowing to the regions of the clitoris so that we can then orgasm, in your experience, if a woman is interested in an internal G-spot orgasm, is that 20 minutes of penetration or is it, you know, that would be long, right? I'm just asking questions mm-hmm. that people might yeah, wonder. Like, yeah. or is it like a lot of foreplay and then you only need X amount of time and I'm sure everybody's different, but what would you say to that? Which question? Both. About, <laughs> is, does the G-spot actually travel? And then also- Oh, okay, okay. The G-spot. We Let's can first start, start with the G-spot. Yeah.
1: The G-spot is a spongy element that is right on the anterior part of the pubic bone. What's anterior? Okay. If you have the pubic bone yep. and you literally turn it inside out- Okay. It's up against about three inches into the vaginal cavity, and it's laying against the pubic And thumb. it sort of feels like the tip of your nose? I have not heard that one. I've heard oh, this you where you take your pointer finger and you push against right below where your thumb is. Mm. And that's what I've heard. It That's what I've used that before. So maybe that's the same as the nose. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on your nose, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it depends on your hand too. But <laughs> but it's also, the G-spot is about the size of a 50 cent piece. Is that about a 50 cent piece? Oh, not, not a quarter. Not a quarter. It's bigger than a quarter. Smaller than a dollar. Smaller than a dollar. Okay. It's about a 50 cent piece. So it's about that. But there again, different. Sure. everyone's unique. Everyone's different. So does it move? I think that's really interesting. The region can actually shift and change. Yeah. Even the clitoris can get longer mm-hmm. as women age. Which is, I think that's fascinating. Whereas, you know, for men, it's different. Their penis can actually get smaller as they age. So anyway, so there are a lot of different things that we're learning now. And I think the G-spot is this thing that so many people are just going, we're going for the G-spot. That's what's going to give it to us. And that's not necessarily a better orgasm than a clitoral. It's stimulation in the region Mm. that brings the orgasm. Mm. So... Some people can orgasm. There's only about 30% of women that actually orgasm through PVI, penis-vaginal intersection. Mm -hmm. And that seems like kind of a low, I think it's kind of a low percentage rate. But even when I've talked to people, that seems like it's kind of a high percentage rate for the number of people I see struggling with it. Mm. So I'm not really sure, but a lot of it has to do with how people actually engage and have interaction and mindset about that part of their body
4: as far as the second question about let's say i'm shooting to have a g spot orgasm mm-hmm. and i know it takes about 20 minutes like in your history and expertise yeah. like what's a a good way to try
1: well can i first address the Please. i want to address the fact that 20 yeah. minutes the 20 minutes is not necessarily like Timer. Timer goes off. You know, that's for some women, it's much quicker. Mm-hmm. And for other women, it takes longer. And what I find repeatedly, women who it tends to take a little bit longer, oftentimes feel like they're broken and there's mm. something wrong with their body. Mm. And that's what I want to say 100%. That is not true. Especially, I want to say that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is we have all been raised in a system that has skipped over the fun parts. And so we're trying to say, oh, let's elevate these fun parts and let's make sure that they get some attention here. And so that is starts with the brain because your brain is your biggest sex organ. So one of the ways to actually help enhance. So to answer the rest of your question, I feel like I'm doing run on sentences and I need to slow down. It's like foreplay. <laughs> is
2: it going to take twenty just minutes Becky, to answer this question, Becky? Becky?
4: No. <laughs> just slow down. We got to let the blood flow yes. down, sister. You know what I'm saying? I know. Is it going to take twenty minutes? to your own medicine. medicine. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let's slow You're
1: down. You're doing Let's great, talk Becky. Talk I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, I'm learning a lot. This is great. I'm trying not to look at Luke while I'm doing this. Too. I'm,
0: I'm trying to look at Luke. I'm trying to completely remove myself. No, from... this is.
1: I mean, it's good
4: information. It's good information. I mean, you you can do whatever you like, but I'm just saying, this is good information.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to say, I've spent a lot of time looking at the little timer on the recorder just being like, <laughs> still not seven minutes, 45 seconds. <laughs>
2: display
4: <laughs> I have found that the more information I read, like I read half the book, I'm halfway through it, come as you are. And then my friend's been reading some things and we have some good conversations. But I really personally, it's not for everybody, but I like learning information about like how the bodies work because it can give me more room to play. Mm -hmm. It can give me more room. And it also can help me like not have unrealistic expectations. Right. And maybe that's one of the things you're kind of referring to like for women where it feels like it's taking longer and they feel like they're broken. That's an expectation.
1: Well, it is an expectation yeah. and I think this is one of the things that in given the culture we all grew up in and I'm talking about heterosexual married relationships that were deemed as the highest possible, you know, thing that you could achieve. So much of the onus for an orgasm has come on, it's the man's responsibility to make sure that the woman orgasms. And I just think that that's actually abdicating a strength and a resource and a power we have as women that is disordered. Mm. We as women need to know our own bodies. Men need to know their bodies. And it needs to be a mutual exploration I'm going to say that that would apply to any relationship. but male to male, female to Mm female. But what I think is so interesting about the orgasm is when we take the responsibility of that and we give it to somebody else, we don't actually have to engage and be present to Mm. our own body or do our own work. And so it's easier to say, oh... God, that's like expecting someone to read your mind.
3: That's Well, it is kind of. But I want to say that's so much of where like for me the... The self-pleasuring part comes in mm. was like you're taught that that's the narrative, I think, is the what you just named, is like someone else is responsible for this. And then my parts are dirty, don't touch that, don't, mm-hmm. you know, like don't explore that area. Mm. And so then when you get into a relationship, you're looking for that other person to pleasure you, but you don't know yourself. You don't know what you like, mm-hmm. you don't know all you those don't. things. And yeah. so it's like And then how can you be comfortable in your own body when you're not comfortable with your own body? You know, like... Right. So that's where, like, and I know we're talking more specifically about orgasms in this, but that's where, for me, like, having a season of being single and finally entering into self-pleasuring was like... That's still orgasms. Oh, yeah. And some really great ones. Because you have angles you can do that other people can't. You know, like, it was like learning what my body was capable of and becoming comfortable with my body so that I could engage... In a relationship and come into it knowing myself and be more comfortable with that. Well, with learning With the mind-body part, you know? Yeah, so,
4: learning how your body works for your own self and then figuring out how to communicate that to your partner so they don't have to read your mind.
1: Which I am still getting to your question. And, about and taking
3: you. ownership. Sorry, I just want to say like that piece where you're saying like, we're all just so excited.
1: Yeah.
0: I know, like I'm so excited. Let's <laughs> take
1: ownership. Let's own our bodies.
0: Again, okay. we're all is… <laughs>
3: The ladies,
1: We're vibrating, aren't we? We're just like, yeah. we're <laughs> levitating and b- that's, that's vibrating. Right I, like, yeah. I don't
0: care about football at all, but I'm thinking like, <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> check the score or something day, here. Like, the, is there... oh,
4: the male orgasm's also beautiful. It's beautiful. I would love to have somebody
1: talk to that. I've never had one. <laughs> I've been mean, witnessing it. I've I, witnessed I, it. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing.
2: Well, one of the that's interesting, like, even after I got married and started having sex, realizing yeah. that during sex orgasm is it, it varies you know the, even for a man the strength of it really mm-hmm. varies like yeah. at times like oh i was fired up we we're you know and then the orgasm is oh well that's kind of disappointing <laughs> you
0: know like,
2: nothing that you know my partner did or or i did just oh and then other times whoa baby like yeah. wow it lasts mm-hmm. longer you know so i i do think maybe there's a perception among men from women, because men probably don't talk about it that much, is that there's a pretty wide range of experience in orgasm for men. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I just want to jump into the conversations, you know, around like communicating, if you're a woman, if you're hetero woman with a man, communicating to your partner, like if he is manually stimulating your clitoris while he is entering you, say you know oh that's a little too right on it you know just go a little above it or do it a little lighter or you softer. know or softer like you know what i mean like if you have a responsive partner they love that yeah. like tell yeah. me please because i wanna yeah i i do it's fun for me to give you pleasure to my partner but talk to me you know tell me to, you know And know yourself, to your point, Ashley, so you know what to say.
1: Well, and I think that that's what, that gets me excited that you can actually say that because the truth is, is we've got to bring conversation back in the bedroom and not just action. So part of that is being able to find whatever language you are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I can say, you know, lower the lights. It's sometimes easier to talk with lower lights. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, light a candle, do, but. The reality is, is we need to have conversation about this. Mm. And especially if we're going to, which I'm going to go back to your original question, how do we get to that G spot? Are there things we can do? Yes, but we can't do it without knowing our body, communication, and an intentionality of allowing our mind to kind of empty out. In order to be present there. Relaxed, right? Relaxed. it, It is. It really is. Because women have to kind of shut down parts of their brain in order to be able to let, I would say, the gut brain take over and move towards that region. Or
4: maybe instead of saying shut down, like really integrating into that part of your body. Drop Well down. or in it drop yeah, down. That's
1: to drop down into it. But yeah. we've got to go offline yes. here yeah. trying to make it happen. And when yeah. we get and that's one it's of the reasons it's like meditation. It is a lot like meditation. Yeah. And so learning to be comfortable with our body, learning to move in the rhythm with our body. And one of the things that we you can do to reach the G spot is, you know, you can use fingers to reach up in there and press towards the pubic bone. Okay. Or what you can do is you can actually tilt the pelvis so that if the penis enters in, it enters in at a little bit higher angle. I can't show how you're tilting, but like imagine a triangle-shaped pillow. Like a wedge? Yeah, like a wedge, Mm -hmm. like a wedge that you would use to set a computer on, one of those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And instead you turn it around, flip it around, and you put that so that the woman's Bomb is elevated up and it kinda gives a little bit more. Oh, okay.
2: But literally use a pillow. Use a wedge. Use a use pillow. You can't. Use a wedge. You can do things. In to
1: elevate mm-hmm. your to bottom it, upwards. Your bottom up a little bit and so your, that if you're If your going, partner's on top of you. Right. If your right. partner's on top and what well, right. what well, you know, the safe way to have it missionary position. <laughs> And I think that that's part of it is learning to explore and give. And it's not deep penetration that reaches it. It's actually getting the brain, going offline with your brain, your mind, trying to make yourself get there. Move your mindfulness. Move your mindfulness down. down. If you can't move it to, this is one of the things that for how do we start this? Mm. So many women say, I can't move my thoughts down to that part of my body. And Mm. I'm like, do you feel comfortable with your belly button? Yeah. Start thinking about your belly button just start thinking about your belly button mm. and that because some, for, that's kind of a first step mm-hmm. safety mm-hmm. that I can do that. And we know that the clitoris actually move. It has wings and it has mm-hmm. trailers and it has 15,000 other mm. nerve endings that it connects to. And mm. it does go all the way up to the belly button. Mm. So there is something about that that I think is important. But the other thing too is, and I want to say this to women a lot of times that feel broken part of it is because a male's orgasm is so obvious mm. and s- can oftentimes be very quick and too often there's this it has to be like that and mm. i'm just like can we just let ourselves be different mm-hmm. and
2: yeah right and, and be it, in that at times you might have a orgasm at the same time as your partner but and that's great you don't. It, but a lot of times you mm-hmm. don't and so it's not over until it's not Everybody gets their cookies. Come on. And you (laughs) You don't have to. Unless you don't have to. to. I want to say, I want to,
1: that's one, I think that is one of the hardest things in relationship is, wait, I had my turn, now it's your turn. And I do get, because I've lived in that era myself and I've lived through that. And one of the things I think that I am finding deeper and I'm learning in deeper ways is to let pleasure be pleasure. And One of the things I have repeatedly found, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation with men sitting there next to their wives and they're saying, but it brings me such pleasure to see you get pleasured. And I don't know how else to say this, but women, can we just believe that? Can we believe that it really truly is something that brings a man deep pleasure and
4: also And arousal, it, it is okay. And arousal it's okay. Yeah. It's also okay for a partner to say, you know, I don't need to orgasm yes. today. Yes, yes. yes. and yes. I think that's okay too. That is absolutely Male okay, or female. Yeah, it's it's okay. Man for, or woman. it does it is okay. It's just communication. Yeah. Sometimes people get tired. Sometimes mm-hmm. later works for them. Sometimes earlier works for them. We talked a little about that another episode. I, I have got another question. I tend to have emotional responses post orgasm. Mm-hmm. I either laugh or cry. Can you explain that? <laughs> I'm like, just curious if, if – Can I, I – I don't feel like, – Well, there's 14,000
2: four. <laughs> no.
1: joy No, no, no. I think, no I think that's yeah. really, I don't that's feel really ashamed time. about it. No, but no, no, like no.
4: I know like some people have
1: uh, – Who else I've talked to have felt confusion about that. It can feel very – But if you think about that region of the body that you're actually at – And we've got Ashley here who's pregnant, and there's so much growth that's Mm -hmm. going on there. We know that the gut is the second brain. So some of what we're doing actually is accessing some of the places where emotions have mm. been deeply stored in the body. Yeah. and it's very, very common. I've for myself in my process of healing, those moments when tears just come and mm. it's like I just have learned to let them yeah. flow it feels so good and it feels so freeing and it feels so healing and sometimes it's just about sheer joy yeah but I'm like, Oh, my gosh! After everything we've been through, we get to have this, and sometimes it's about something that I don't actually have language for. but I trust my body enough to know that something is being released here. Will I give my body permission yeah. to just if it needs to cry, it can cry mm. and i that's where I think even for oftentimes after orgasm for men, it is very common that they can just go. You know, they're just like ready to pass fall out. Asleep. You yeah. fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, because it releases such a beautiful oxytocin like wash wash over you that it's mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, and then they're just like ready. They just, they carry that into other, mm-hmm. to sleep, to dreams or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a, be- orgasm is this beautiful gift we've been given that we continue to get to explore and wonder about and be curious
4: What do you know about female ejaculation? That it actually can happen. (laughs) Yeah, no, but like, Mm -hmm. can we talk about that? Because I know women who've experienced like shame. Like, I've never had that. Or like, how do I get there? What does that look like? What does that mean? Like, you know, all those things. Well,
1: it's not every woman who can ejaculate, that is some do and some don't. And that's not a... That's not orgasming or not orgasming. No, it is not You can at still orgasm, without female, can still orgasm yeah.
4: without female ejaculation. You can still orgasm
1: without female ejaculation. So I think sometimes people feel like what women will often say, it feels like I peed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So you know what? Sex is about fluids. Yeah. So let's just talk about that. Mm-hmm. Sex is about fluids. It's about, it mm-hmm. kind of makes a mess. So I always say to people, buy some really fun little fingertip Towels that you leave in your bedside drawer because it just makes, then you can just gently clean something up and you get to just lay there and not have to rush away and feel like you have to get cleaned up. So,
4: what about the prostate being really stimulating? Like, I know in like male to male sex or an anal sex, you have
0: so oh many. Oh my questions. gosh, I know I'm like,
4: <laughs> guys, I'm an endless I want to be well like,
0: yeah, read I mean, this I mean, book. It's <laughs> all in the book. Oh, yeah, it is, actually in, it book is book in the book, but like, mm-hmm. I think
4: it's, I think I'm asking questions
2: lots of no. people have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will answer that. So the, yeah. so the prostate is like underneath sort of the scrotum, but on the other side of the anus. And it's kind of a walnut. Mm. And during sex, if your partner or you touches that place and sort of not hard, but not soft, it's very arousing. And like that's it's through the anal cavity? No, it's right. Like literally, if you pull up the scrotum before oh. you get to the... In, in right under the ball right sack. sack. Yeah, yep. and feel it. Like you'll feel it. it's like a Follow
1: the line oh, of the scrotum sac. Yes, I know that. Follow it's that like a line. Seam. <laughs> a seam. Yeah.
4: And the it's, about the a, semen.
1: it's about that far. Yep. Past.
4: And that and you just poke it. Oh I'm sorry, you can't see <gasps> <say> that. <other, laughs>
2: the other okay, the other okay, this is so. I'm actually asking, called. do
4: you touch it with your finger? Yeah, yeah, but I would
2: say, you know, like this almost like a like gliter- Why do I think touch? that
4: the prostate was simulation through anal sex?
2: You can probably you get there. Get
1: there by that. Oh, I see. You can get there. By <laughs> okay. That.
2: But it's also yeah. like if you have an erection, you can follow the erection down and hit it too. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like an arrow. It's but it's it feels a little bit like a. It is like an arrow <laughs> leading yeah. towards the little acorn. Yeah. It's like that's what but it's but about. It feels. Does it feel like
4: a little acorn? Soft. Like if you're looking it's for it's soft. soft. It's like feather duster. Is, is it similar
3: yeah. to, to
1: the tip like, of your yeah, nose? That's what it feels like. Okay. Mm-hmm. You feather what? Duster,
3: I'm sorry. The, the feather duster. Oh, yeah,
1: and
2: the feather and duster. You just kind of gently,
0: to... you know what? I would say with your partner, just, just, just hey, like, experiment. We, <laughs> feels good. Can we play? Can we play? Yeah. Yeah. But it well, feels that good. you got some of this clarification first.
1: You don't want to come in hot. So the,
4: yeah. to the no, walnut. Do not come <laughs> in acorn. hot.
1: No, no but, but, but I think <laughs> that that, there again, I think this is something. Can we be exploratory? Can we be curious? Safe together. Are we safe together? And those are, that is something about building from. Something that you're building for longevity.
3: Yeah.
0: At so. the risk
2: of totally embarrassing myself too. I mm-hmm. want to say one more thing. Like, so women with men. Okay, we're talking mm-hmm. with like light fingernails on the scrotum. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yep. That's real
1: nice. You gotta grow my nails. I've gotten up. some good <laughs> um, little- I gotta stop buying my nails. That's what Ooh, I'm learning. Why don't you just yeah, you probably just need some sodium? Yeah. <laughs> my point is like
2: men have more, more than just, like, zones, yes it's yes. true that the penis is number but one but then just like the tip of the but penis yeah there's yeah. more well there and really i want to say more.
1: that at the inside of men's thighs there's a real heat that yeah. the scrotum actually generates yeah. and to be able to lift that up for a man and just being able to gently blow in that area, a cooling breeze Ooh. is incredibly erotic for a man. That's incredibly cool. erotic for a man. And it's good for, and it's actually good for them. It's awesome. So. You
2: might want to have them take a shower first before. You get done there, I don't really care. No. I mean, okay, I mean, that's great.
4: I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I no, feel like. No, yeah. like, that's fantastic. That's preference, right? I feel like, yeah. I feel like when you love, <laughs> okay. when you love your partner, this is how I feel. How I feel is I'm just like, give me all of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, I mean we're, there's also oral sex. We haven't yeah. even talked about that.
1: Yeah, we don't have time today. I know. Yeah. Dang, that's too but bad. Yeah. but <laughs> that's also another way would, to approach orgasm as oral is oral sex. Yeah. It is another yeah. way. It is another way. And I think one of the things is specifically given what we are trying so desperately to do is open up and make this conversation something that we can actually do talk
4: about. in real mm-hmm. ways
1: that are honoring to our partners mm-hmm. but also honoring to who we are as human beings yeah. and to kind of put some of the fun back in that has been skipped over in so many ways. So I'm actually really excited that we can actually have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that's going to continue to expand out. I feel like there's a part of me that is, I got a text while we were just in one of our breaks here. And I just, I'm going to briefly share. It was from a, a woman who's in her 70s. And she said she's been listening to fun parts. And she says, I wish I would have known this. She says, I'm going to do my own work. I'm going to do my own journey. But she says, keep doing what you're doing. In fact, while we were doing this one here, because it was so recent, I just got the ping in our break and everything. And and I kept thinking, this is what I want her to hear is Mm -hmm. the joy Mm -hmm. of her body. And I have this sweet little old lady that I met in Ireland that it's kind of that same age group. And when I was over there doing a workshop on this, this sweet little lady came up to me after I'd explained orgasm and what it was. And she had lost her husband a number of years before. And she said that every once in a while in the middle of the night, she wakes up and she has this involuntary orgasm. Mm -hmm. And she goes, and I love this, but now I know it's just a sweet kiss from God
3: to remind (laughs) me I'm a woman.
0: Oh, I love (laughs) that.
3: My one question, I'm just thinking about, for women who have never had an orgasm, like just that mm-hmm. whole, like, I feel like I love the excitement and the, all yeah. the things we're sharing, but, and the longing for oh my gosh. has been. So yes. like, I'm just curious if you can kind of speak to that a little bit, because I don't want to leave that Thank part you. out. Thank you. So, Thank you, Ashley.
1: Yeah. I wonder for women that are really wrestling, and this is one of the things I find repeatedly that there is a sense in the Christian realm that, wait, I waited for this, and I don't like this. I don't want this. And it's. And so many women see their bodies as a service to men. And that is broken theology yeah. that is based in fear, and there's more. So I hope that you were able to hang on through our excitement and what we were talking about and everything like that. But I also want to say there is hope. And part of this is I would greatly encourage women to get, if they can afford counseling, I would say to move towards something that's somatic counseling, because somatic is about getting you in your body Mm. and helping you, and it's breath, and it helps you to to go through memories in a way that helps you to be Mm. able to access your body and listen to what your body needs. And so I think that's first and foremost- a helpful, I think that's a helpful hint. If you can't afford it, I want to say everybody has access to the internet and I would begin doing breathing exercises. One, breathing exercises with the intent of being able to access and feel blood flow going all the way down to those deep parts of your body, into your vaginal region, into your vulva, into just even into your belly. And next, I think another step towards it is to get really honest with yourself in your physical care. And what I mean by that is like when you take a shower, can you be conscious of your body in that region and begin, even as you wash that part of your region, mm-hmm. wash it with care mm-hmm. and curiosity. And because I think sometimes where we need to start is I had to apologize to my body. I did too. I'd been really abusive to my body, yeah. but I was a abusive because that felt like I needed to be punished for something. And it was like, we don't need to punish our bodies. Our bodies are the beautiful, beautiful element of inviting us into pleasure. And so things that like, even when you go to the bathroom, you can begin to build a relationship wow. with that region of your body that as your body lets go of what it doesn't need, it can become a simple act of gratitude of thank you, body, for letting go. And thank you for that region of your body, because what we're trying to get you to do is move a little bit out of your head and down into the body so that the body gets to talk to you and have permission it's kind of like when you break an arm and you put it in a cast, and then all of a sudden when you go start going into therapy, well, the first thing they're going to start doing is awakening the muscles. Mm-hmm. And they do it with, I mean, when tapping. it's a tapping, there's a little bit of movement, mm-hmm. things like that. And that's where I would say investing in a good vibrator. Yeah. And for most people, I would say, don't start with an internal in any way, shape or form. Start with an external that gives you gentle permission to like, you can have that go on a soft setting on your Leg and turn it off, and then allow yourself to see what that actually feels like. Mm. Then, when you feel comfortable doing your belly button, do it for just a little while and then turn it off and notice. And being able, I use these three ins, ends notice it, name it, what's going on, and then start to nurture.
0: Mm.
1: How do I nurture more? I want to be able to do more of that. That's good. So I think that for women who haven't, there's an uncoupling of the shame Mm -hmm. in order to be able to take steps towards owning their own body. And I think it requires some kind of tough conversations with your partner Mm -hmm. that may be kind of hard, Mm -hmm. but I think they're actually necessary. And there's advocating for yourself. Advocate. To to yourself and to your partner. Advocating for yourself, but you're advocating for the... Actual way you're made in the image of God to bear beauty in this world. I mean, beauty of just who I am and how this body works. And when we actually do that, I think we're actually going, this is how I was made. Wow. It's just a piece of, it's not the whole of. And that's where, as we're closing out this session, I want to be really mindful. Orgasm can't be the goal. It can't be the goal. It's the byproduct of really intentionally experiencing a joining together, a mutual consent, an engaging with our bodies. And that's where it's pleasurable to do that even without orgasm. Mm -hmm. It can be incredibly pleasurable to do that. Mm -hmm. And that can bring incredible joy and healing. So I think that the big O really is kind of like a lot of times I tease and I say it's oneness, that can we come together together. Yeah. in oneness with ourself with ourself with another yes. and then it's like it creates this big way of exploring that doesn't become so outcome driven but instead is more inward inward flowing of oh, I see you you see me let's see one another and it just becomes this beautiful playground of wholeness
0: this episode of Fun Parts was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork was designed by the very talented Alan Lusink. PDA was composed and produced by Latifa Alitas, and all the other music you heard in this episode was from the fine folks at blue.sessions.com. Check out our website at funpartspodcast.com and be sure to follow us on social media at funpartspodcast. Lastly, if you want access to bonus and behind-the-scenes content from this and other milieu Media Group shows, join our neighborhood at the Patreon link in the show notes. And now, here's a scene from the next episode of Fun Parts.
4: It's really hard for me to desire, intimate connection, if I am not grounding myself, if I am feeling like steeped in insecurity or steeped in self-loathing or like any of those feelings. Like I'm thinking about people that might say, well, I'm just never turned on. And I've noticed for me when I'm feeling absent of those feelings consistently, I think that's a signal for me now to be engaging in how do I actually feel about myself.